Alright, Chavram, so I'm very excited tonight to Mirza Hashem. We are going to begin. I know we were doing Lakuti Halachas Rabbi Nachman the last couple of weeks, and Mirza Hashem, we'll come back to that. Uh, we'll come back to that again. But um, I wanted to introduce you tonight uh, to someone else, Reb Chaim Cohen, um, known as the Chalban. Reb Chaim Cohen was one of the. Now it's the Zechut He passed away. He was one of the great Mikubalim of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, he was part of a very unique group of tzaddikim who were nistarim, who were not very well known initially. In fact, again, his name, he derives it from Chalban. Right? Chalban means someone who works in the dairy industry. He was a guy who used to work in Tenuva. He used to work in the dairy factory in Eretz Yisrael. And people didn't realize that he was one of the greatest mikubalim. And Eretz Yisrael. So he was a clean-shaven individual, a, a fascinating, fascinating person. So he wrote a series of svarim called Talalechayim. So he has on the Chumashim, he has on the Yamim Tovim, and not so long ago, oh, sorry, a couple of years ago, they released this uh, this new volume Talalechayim Hakitsu Veranenu. And this this particular sefer, as we're going to see, we're going to begin to explore. The beautiful part of it is. Even though it's a safer on the theme of personalistic redemption, you're going to see that each part kind of has its own unique lesson. So, Amir Hashem, we'll start it tonight, and my hope is that, you know, the Olam, the Olam will get into it, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find it incredibly and exceptionally rewarding. I still feel that this fits within the framework of our Chasidos Chabura, because remember, so many of the teachings of Chasidos are based on Kabbalah, are based on the Zohar, and you're going to see the Chaban's teachings also are all based on the Pneumius, all based on the more, we'll call it, esoteric aspects of the Torah Kedosh. So also with that, let us begin. So I want to begin tonight, so I just put the cover page so you could see it also. We're going to begin with the Psicha, with the introduction, you know. I think uh, many of us, when we're young, you know, when we're reading something, you automatically skip the introduction and you get just to the meat of it. And I think as we get older, we often realize that sometimes the most powerful things in any saver, the most powerful things in any book is the introduction. Because the introduction, often you'll see what the, what the author wants, wants to accomplish. And in the introduction, you'll be able also to see kind of what the mahus, what the essence of the saver is. So look at the, look at the introduction over here from the Chalban. He says, Sarech ata achi, so first I'll look at this introduction. My brother, my brother, if you have a heart, if you have a heart, you have to listen to these words. What, what, what an introduction. If you have a heart, you have to listen to these words. If you want to really be an Oved Hashem, if you want to truly serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, be, pay, pay, pay close attention to the things I'm going to teach you here. Because the idea is, the Chaban is going to say, the idea is that he's going to espouse here nothing new, not his, not, not his own ideas, but rather ideas that find their root, that find their expression within the Torah. Literally, Sifrei Pneumius. You know, whenever you find that phrase, Sifrei Pneumius, that refers to Chasidus, that refers to Zohar, that refers to Kabbalah. And we're again going to take the short path, not the long path. In other words, there are going to be many... 
two Edelmans. If Mashiach doesn't come by the end of this year, I don't know what's going to be. Right? So, so I'll say, so as we're going to see, as we're going to see, so the Chalban says, a lot of the ideas that we're going to discuss are ideas that we could spend a lot of time on. But we're going to kind of take the shorter path and not the longer path. So the Chaban says, however, the one prerequisite is have to pay attention. Have to pay attention. Right? It's going to, we're, we're going to go, we're going to take the short path. We're going, to, right, we're going to do this expeditiously, but I have to pay attention. And ultimately to make room for, in your heart for these ideas. Yeah, we'll say, what the Chaban is going to describe also is that a lot of times we learn things. And where does the knowledge rest? Where does the knowledge sit? It sits on top of my heart. All right? It sits on top of my heart. There's only one problem, which is, which is it doesn't penetrate into my heart. There are so many things sitting on top of my neshama. Right? So many things sitting there, but they just, they're just not going in. The whole yisod over here is to make room in my heart for these words. Im leiv emesu. And again, the goal, like in anything in life, is chazora, is to review over and over. So the idea says the Chalban is also, the concept also says we're going to see, as we're going to see, are a bit esoteric, but comprehensible. But the whole Yisod is review. Review over and over and over again. Sfarim Rabim. Neschabru soviv avodas Hashem b'derechis alos adam. There are many Sfarim that have been composed that discuss how to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu and how to self-actualize. V'chol atzmeim ledvar Hashem liyos tevekim b'konam b'neemonos lomdim b'chogim b'svarim kidoshim elu. And again, Baruch Hashem. There's no shortage of incredible svarim that teach us how to be b'nei that teach us how to go ahead and rise up and how to go ahead and self-actualize. Va'anu lo banu lachlok ala lahosif davar gadol mi'ochin is chadish b'darenu zeh v'hu yisod umotzi hanashamos shal hadar ha'acharon. And the Rebbe says, we're not, the Chaban says, we're not really going to find too many chidushim. Right, they're not going to find too many novel ideas in this Sefer. But rather, again, the goal here is simply to be Mosif, to add on to concepts that have already been developed by others. Turn the page. Chaban says, Chaban says, the ideas here have already been expressed, right? The Chaban saying, none of this is my new idea. Now the truth is, it's not really true. There are going to be new ideas. But he says, even the new ideas are, are based on that which came before us. We are dust compared to the generations of, yes, the, uh, of previous generations, and we have not come to introduce to Mimchadesh anything new. All we are doing is simply drawing the Torah waters from previous generations and consuming them. So look what he says. He says, now, let's get down to business, right? Enough of the introduction. We're not going to have a whole... I just want to point out, by the way, as far as Sfarim go, this is a very short introduction, right? Remember, again, you know, you learn in Silas Yisharim, 
And again, the Ramchal is a very powerful introduction. Very powerful introduction. It's a long introduction. The Chaban says, all I want you to know is that, number one, there's nothing new here. Number one, nothing new here. Whatever, whatever I'm going to tell you is gleaned from previous generations. Number two, you have to make time to review that which we are going to learn. And number three, clear out space in your heart. Do not let the ideas that we learn sit on top of your heart, but rather, again, allow them to ultimately penetrate and seep in. So I will say, with that we begin. So I'm on page now, page Choftes. It says the page number on the upper left-hand corner. And look what the Chaban writes here. He says, This actually, I, when I saw this piece, actually, I got this safer. Uh, Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum from Chevron gave me this safer uh, a couple of years ago, Baruch Hashem. And, uh, you know, I, I've learned it over the years. And th- this, this first piece is one of the most dramatic pieces because in the introduction, the Chaban says, There are no, no chidushim, right? No new ideas. And yet, I don't know, I saw this and I thought it's, uh, I thought it's an incredibly novel idea. Look what he writes. There, there are two, as they say, tzvedinim, right? There are two aspects. There are two parts to the Jew. Every Jew has two parts to him. A Jew has chitzonius. We'll say, how would you translate chitzonius? Right? Externality. And panemius, which I guess would be internality. Right? So again, on a basic level, chitzonius means the exposed part versus panemius, which means like the, the, the more secretive inner part. So look what he writes. And we'll say, it's not going to be what you think. He says, Achitzonios, he sowed chayov ha'ishim. Kemishemakir atzmo miyom shenolod v'yad ato. And we'll say, what are the, what's the chitzonios? What's the external? What's the external part of me? He says, that's ultimately my identity. My identity. What's my chitzonios? It's the way I recognize and understand myself. Who, right? If somebody were to ask you, who are you? And you were to describe, my name is Shmuel Silber. I do this. I enjoy this. These are my struggles. This. The chitzonios, which is incredible. The chitzonios, the external part of me, is the identity as I know myself. But here's, here's really the chat. It's the identity as I know myself as an individual. My individual identity, uh, that I'm my, my own software identity. <laughs> the, my chitzonius is my individual identity and the recognition that I see myself as a self-contained unit. Right? I, I, I'm a standalone person. I just, you know, it's interesting. I've mentioned this a number of times before. You know what the most common first word for children is? Most common first word? No. Right? No. No. So what's the pshat? Okay, so I guess I'm sure, I'm sure the speech is monosyllabic. Or but they should have often thought there's an incredible use of Because what, what does no represent? What I, when, a baby, when a child says no, what, what is he saying? Control. Control. Right? I'm in control. I'm in control. It's flexing those muscles of self-autonomy. It's from the time that we can speak, what I want more than anything is independence. Right? I, I, I want to stand on my own. I, I'm wearing a diaper, right? Food's everywhere. I, I mean, when I'm a kid, not now I'm older, right? 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 right yeah, eventually it's a full circle, right? But, you know, right? I'm, I'm going ahead. And so, so we, we want to be, 
so, so the, the Chalban says, the chitzonius, right? The external part of my identity is how I define myself as an individual. My individual identity, who I am, what I am, my strengths, my weaknesses, that's the chitzonius. And I view, the chitzonius is, I view myself as a self-contained unit, as a self-contained entity. And, and what's my avodas Hashem? How do I serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu? I work on myself. Right? My goal is to better myself. This is the chitzonis. The external part of me is... By the way, and this sounds pretty good, right? I want to point out... I would have thought that was inside of me. Oh, <laughs> that's untamed. This is an incredible chiddush, an incredible... It's, it's flipping the definitions on their head. So the chitzonis, the external part of me, is my individual identity. And by the way, also, sometimes when you speak about like chitzonis and panemius, often chitzonis is like, is like synonymous with like superficiality. He's not using it in that context over here. Here, chitzonis means my personal independent identity. And how do I actualize my chitzonis, my external personal independent identity? I work on myself. I work on myself. I try to address my weaknesses. I try to bolster my strengths. That's my chitzonis. That's my chitzonis. But say, watch this, second paragraph. So if that's the chitzonius, what's the panemius? What's, what's the internal part of me? The panemius is the recognition that I am not an individual, self-contained, independent entity, but rather, again, I am part of the comprehensive collective called Klal Yisrael. Called Klal Yisrael. Oh, see, you hear this? So the Pnimi, the, the Chitzonius, is my identity as an individual. And again, nothing bad over here, all good. My, who, who I am, what I am, my strengths, my weaknesses, and the way I actualize my Chitzonius is by working on myself. My Pnimius is the recognition and my connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not through my own individual identity, but through a recognition that I am a part of a Klal. I'm a part of a nation. I'm a part of a people. The panemius means that I recognize all of Kalal Yisrael is one cohesive entity. And I am part of that. And I am part. I am part of that. You get through? I am part of that national identity. I am part of that group. Shekal Echod, who bechinas ta beguf zeh. We'll say, what's a ta? What's a ta? A ta is like a, a cell, a room or a cell, right? Every, everyone, everyone is, every Jew is a part of the body. If you can imagine, what he's describing over here is as follows. Klal Yisrael is a body. It's a goof. It's a goof. And every single Jew is a part of the body. But does any one part of the body have importance when it's removed from the body in its entirety? And the answer is... No. In other words, plus I think about this just a moment. Does my arm, if a person has their arm cut off, does that amputated limb have any more importance? No. It means not. It's meaningless. The arm is incredibly powerful and incredibly important only when it is part of the body. So the Chaban says that the panemius, the internal identity of the Jew, is not as an individual, but it's part of the collective body of Klal Yisrael. I'm a part of the body. Now as a part of the body, I'm important, but I'm only important 
because of my shaykhus, because of my connection to the whole. He goes on, he says, Nitzutz mitoch avuka gidola. I'm one spark from a much larger flame. Vitipa biyam rachav yadayim. I'm one drop in a great sea. Bebechina zu, ein adam yeshos liatzmo. In the panemius, in the internal aspect of us, where my importance is because of my connection and my membership in the klal, there is no such thing as individual identity. Again, just use the body as the example. The arm has no independent identity when it's detached from the body. Right? The arm is useless when it's attached from the body. The arm's importance is only as a limb of the whole. I'm a limb, a part of the body. So just like every part of the body, right? Like we said, limbs are only meaningful when they serve the whole, right? Limbs are not important when they're there for themselves. We'll say, by the way, I'll even say something better. You, you know what you can see this? Like Rahman al-Tzlan, like if a person has, you know, Rahman al-Tzlan, person has an infection or sepsis in a limb. So what happens when one limb is consuming too much life force from the rest of the body? What has to happen, right? You have to get rid of it. You have to get rid of it. Because the moment that a limb becomes an identity or creates an identity on its own, independent of the body, the limb is no longer useful. A limb is only meaningful when it serves as part of the whole. Kein ha'adam Yisrael... So both say, isn't, first of all, this is just incredible. Just the definitions are amazing. So now we have our two definitions. Chitzonius, the external part of the Jew, is my individual identity. Who I am, what I am, my strengths, my weaknesses, what I need to accomplish, what I need to work on. How do I actualize my avodas Hashem with my chitzonius? How do you actualize your avodas Hashem with your, with your external identity? Work on yourself. What does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with you? Nothing. Nothing, I have to do my personal work. How does he know to stop the opposite? Oh, so you're going to see. Good. Meaning, this is beautiful. Like, where, where, do, you, where do you get this from, right? Maybe the Chitzonius maybe, maybe the is the clown, and the Panemius, good. Hold, hold on, we'll see. We'll see. If not this week, next week, Amir Hashem. But he's going he's gonna to back up all of these assertions. Rabbi Wecker is clearly new to the Hasidus Chaburu. You know, we, we just, we read it and we take it as Emes. You know, that's uh, good. But we, we will see, Amir Hashem. So I will say, so again, so the chitzonius, my personal identity, right? And again, I actualize that by working on myself. My panemius is a limb of the body, right? My inner identity is not an individual identity. My inner identity is not my struggles, my strengths, working. My inner identity is that I am a part of the klal. I'm a part of klal Yisrael. I'm a limb of the body. So he goes on, he says, Bematsov hashalim vahamotukon. When things are working as they're supposed to be working, so the chitzonios goes ahead and serves as a garment for the panemius. So I want to point out, these are not, don't, don't think for a second that he's referring to a clash over here, right? The goal is not to decide which one I should have. The goal is what? To have both to have both, and to create a harmony between both of them. And the goal, look, his wording here is so beautiful. His goal, of, he says, the goal is that my chitzonios, my individual identity, 
should serve almost like the cloak, like the coat, like the clothing for the inner identity. There's two parts to me. There's two parts to me. There's who I am as an individual, and there's who I am as part of the klal. See, the goal ultimately, and this is so beautiful, the goal is that through the cultivation of my individual identity, I am able to shine light into the collective. And I will say, j- just to give you the example, just to give you the example, right? So let's take, let's take the legs, right? Let's take, let's take the legs. So the goal is, the goal is the legs are part of the body, right? And the legs have no importance independent of the body. But yet, interestingly enough, if I want to be a healthy person, what could I do? I could exercise the legs. And something interesting happens, because let's say I go walking and I exercise my legs. What, what ends up happening there? What happens? That has a positive effect, not just on the legs, but what? On the heart, on other things. So you see something amazing that happens. When I have proper chitzonius, so when I cultivate a proper individual identity, right, that's like strengthening the legs. So it doesn't just have an impact on the legs. It has an impact on the body as a whole. So as much as we're describing two different levels of identity, personal identity, national identity, they're not disassociated, right? They are, they are very much connected because the better my chitzonios, the more powerful my panemius, the, right? The, more, the, the better my individual identity, the more I have to be able to contribute to the collective kalal identity. It's incredible. All right, shekhinah, son, the good. Vine, av shebechina chitzonis. Boletes vinikeres ma'od. Now, the truth is, the truth is, out of both of these identities, which one is more recognizable and discernible? Right? The outer one, the chitzonius, my individual identity. See, well, that's the identity that literally, boletes means like juts out, sticks out, and is recognizable. Here the Chaban says something amazing. As much as the external identity, my individual identity, is the one that is most recognizable and discernible, that's not the Iker. That's not the primary identity. My primary identity is the Panemius. My primary identity is the identity cultivated as part of the whole, as part of the Klal. Af. Even though it's sometimes hard to identify the panemius, right? Again, my, my chitzonius, my external identity, I can easily identify that. That's who I am as an individual. What's my klalisral identity? What's my panemius? What's, what's my klal? That's sometimes even hard to identify and define. He goes on, So I'll say here, the Chaban says something very mysterious and esoteric. He says, everyone knows that the item that is hidden is always the item that is the primary one, right? In other words, that, that that which is obscure, that which is not so obvious and visible is always the thing that drives everything else. Well, so if you think about this for just a moment, think about the things that power the body, right? That power the body, the heart and the mind, right? The heart and the brain. And the truth is you can't see them. They're obscure. I have so many important parts of my body, right? I have eyes, ears, brachshon, legs, arm, all these things. They're important. But yet the things that power me, no one could see. No one could see. So the Chaban says it's the same thing in identity. My chitzonius, my external identity, everyone could see that. That's not the Iker. The Iker is the identity that no one could see. The panemius, 
my Klal Yisrael identity. And I will say, we still don't exactly know what that means. Now you to have a Klal Yisrael identity. Yes, Sherry. So, Rabbi, so what this is, is saying to me somehow is that the Ketonius uh, is like the temporary part of you. The Yisrael that you see that you're working on, but you can only do that while you're around. But the Paninius is the transcendent. So, we're, we're definitely, we're, we're going to see something very similar to that idea. And, and yes, the truth is, you have to be correct for one simple reason, like you just said. Whatever is me and me alone ends after 120. Right? That's it. It's done. Whatever is me that is part of the collective, the collective is eternal. So by definition, there's a part of me that must be eternal as well. Excellent. 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 We're going to see. He's going he's to reference that as well. Beautiful. So I'll say, so look, so he goes on, he says, Listen to this. What's his raya, right? What's his raya? That that, which is proof that that which is hidden is the primary piece, is the primary, right? Is the primary item. What's what, the great, greatest example of that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There is nothing more hidden in this world than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sisra, this Sasran, right? The hidden of the hidden. Stima, the steaming, the secret of the secrets. Ne'ala me'ene kolcha, he is obscured from the eyes of every living person. And ultimately, again, he is at the essence and at the core of everything. So I will say, so, so the, really a very, a very profound, an incredibly profound and, and overwhelming yisod, overwhelming yisod, which is, again, so I have these two pieces of my identity, and here the Chaban says, the primary part of my identity is the hidden and obscured part. That's the primary part. Now, how does he prove that? How does he prove that? This is because it's a klal. Whatever is hidden and obscured is always primary. The raya, the proof to that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Turn the page. Turn the page. So listen to this, here we go. And his wording, by the way, is also very beautiful. Avodas ha'adam ba'olam. He. Now, what's the avoda? Right, so what is the avoda of man? So remember again, we started out by saying the avoda of man in the realm of chitzonius, right? The avoda of man with his external identity, ultimately again, is his personal avoda Hashem, right? To, to, to better myself. So the Rebbe says like this, Chaban says like this, so what's the avoda of man in this world? Lilchom ba'ashalya sharov hamon ha'yitzurin ba'arash ha'nigla la'ayin. So we'll say, listen to the, how beautiful this wording is. The avoda of man is lilchom. Lilchom means what? To do war. Ba'ashalya. Ashalya is an illusion. An illusion. My job in this world is to do battle against the illusions. Sharov hamon ha'yitzurim v'harash hanigla la'ayin. Shemoshech es halev lisbar shanira la'ayin hagashmis so we'll say, what's the avod of man in life? See, we'll say, how do we define reality? How do we define reality? By what you see. Right? The senses. If, if I could perceive it, if I could see it, if I could hear it, if I could smell it, then it's real. But if I can't see it, if I can't hear it, if I can't smell it, if I can't touch it, then it's hard for me. Then, then more often than I tell myself, it's not real. Chaban says you have to fight against that idea. Because some of the most real things in life are things that you cannot perceive with your physical senses. See, I will say, we're going to see that the Chaban is going to posit 
that the Iker of man is not really his chitzonius. Right? The Iker of man is his panemius. But it's hard to really wrap your head around that. Why? Because my chitzonius, I could define who I am. What's my identity? What do I do right? What do I do wrong? What are my weaknesses? How do I self-actualize? Because I could, I could perceive all of that. But the Chaban says, that's not the Iker. The Iker in life is to somehow connect with my panemius. The losum also le Iker bechayiv. And to make that, to make the panemius, my identity as part of the whole, my identity as part of the klal, that's the Iker in my life. Although I don't agree with the next two words. Vadvarim <laughs> pshutim. Right, this is obvious, right? This is Pashat. Pashat, truth is, there's absolutely nothing about what we've read. That's Pashat. Because remember, again, even, even just defining the concepts requires us to recalibrate a little bit. Because I think for many of us, the, def- the way he's using Pneumius and Chitzonius is not the way we've ever seen them classically used. In Cain, look what he writes, last paragraph, page Lamed. Mahus ha'adam hi ha'nistar shabo. The essence of man is the nistar, is the panemius. Shu chelko b'shchina, velo ishiyu so hachitzonis ha-pratis. I will say, isn't this an overwhelming statement? Because we spend so much time building ourselves in a good way. In a good way, I don't mean like arrogance. We spend so much time. I want to become the best version of me. I want to work on myself. This Chaban says, that's not the acre. That's not the Iker. Now, what we're going to see, by the way, it might not be the Iker, but he already mentioned it. It's a necessity. In other words, it's not, it's, it's a, it's not an ends, it's a means. In other words, I can't actualize my panemius. I can't actualize my identity as part of the whole without first working on my identity as an individual. But ultimately, again, the chitzonius, working on myself as an individual, is not an end, it's a means to allow me to ultimately cultivate my panemius. He says, he goes on, he says, My essence is my nistar, my panemius. Because that represents my portion in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the ikr is not, The ikr of me is not my external personal identity. By the way, when he used that, you know, ta also in modern Hebrew also means like cells, like, like cellular, right? So every cell, every cell in the body has its own identity, right? Each cell has its own identity. But remember, the godless of the cell is only when, is only when, when, when it combines to better the whole. In other words, by itself, every cell has its own unique identity, right? But, 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 the, but the greatness of the cell is not found as an individual. The greatness of the cell is found when it combines with the other cells to support the comprehensive organism. He goes on, Same is true with every Jew. The Hebrew is so beautiful. Every person, I will say, has this hargoshas atzmo. Hargoshas atzmo means an individual feeling. Ki yeshus nifredes. Yeshus from Lashon of Yesh. An independent entity. An independent existence. An independent, yeah, we'll use identity. Haomedes liatzmo. Vi yesh es omek mohuso. That's the external, and then there's something deeper in me. Shinitzot smo And my pnimius, my inner identity, my identity as part of the cloud, that ultimately is the true spark of the Shekhin inside of me. Ever 
I'm a limb, I'm a cell in the body of Klal Yisrael. So, we'll say, so now we have our definitions. Right? We have our Pneumius, we have our Chitsonius. The goal or the essence is that the Pneumius becomes like the clothing. Sorry, the Chitsonius becomes the clothing for the Pneumius. We often think that the essence of who we are is our Chitsonius our external individual identity, where it says the Chaban, that's not true. That's not true. Just like the cell in the body, each cell has an individual identity, but that's not the essence of it. The essence of the cell is in its relationship to the collective. The limbs are all important, but the truth is they're not important when they're detached. They're only important when they are attached. Good. That's part one. Right? So what the Chaban is going to do is he's going to develop a couple of different ideas and then Amir Tashem are going to string them all together. So we'll say, let's at least begin the next, we have a few minutes. Let's say, so I, like I told you, like this is, no, this is like, like you feel, like you feel like you're good. You know, sometimes in life, you know, you feel that you're on a journey and you have no idea where the journey is going to take you, but you know that it's going to take you somewhere magnificent. That's how you feel when you learn the Talichan, you learn the Chaban's work. I have no idea where this is going. No idea where this is going. No idea where it ends up. But at the end of the day, I know that it's going somewhere magnificent. When did the Chaban live? He died like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He yeah, yeah. Tel Aviv. Okay. Tel Aviv. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to explain what he means when he says he's, he's, he's going to explain everything, 100%. He'll explain all of this. But also remember again, right now, he's just setting the table, just setting the table with these ideas. So look at page Lamed Aleph, Sod HaGolos. So here's the next part. Golos he sowed Hamisa. So we'll say a very profound idea. When Claudius Yisrael is exiled from their land, from Eretz Yisrael, it's death. It's death. Now, say, now you're going to see over here, he's not describing per se just like living in Golos. He's describing existential state. But the way that he's going to describe the existential state is by first going ahead and kind of framing it within the realm of, of, of regular life. So he says, for example, when Claudius was exiled from Eret Yisrael, there's an element of death. There's an element of Misa. That, that is associated with Golos. Like the Novi compares Golos to a cemetery. To a cemetery. So we'll say, what's death? What's death? say, what's death? Death is taking something that was whole and breaking it into pieces. Because think about this just a moment, right? When a person is alive, so body and soul are together as one unit. What happens in death? Right? The shutfus, the partnership, is broken apart. Body goes its way into the earth. The shama goes its way. So the Chaban says death itself, death itself is a peyrud. Something was whole and now it's been broken into pieces. So I will say, when it comes to Klal Yisrael, So I will say, this is incredible. So now he's saying, what is Golos, what, what's the state of Golos for Klal Yisrael? What's the state of Golos? For Klal Yisrael, state of Golos means when the whole is broken. 
And what happens when the hole is broken up? So I think about it just a moment. We just said before, right in the first section, that there's two pieces. There's the chitzonius and there's the panemius. Chitzonius, individual identity. Right, panemius, the collective. My, my identity as part of the collective. When there's gullus, which part is which part? Which part is absent? Which part is absent? Right, the panemius. Right. Remember again, in gullus, I can still have chitzonius. In Golos, I could cultivate my own identity. Right? In Golos, I could go, what's, when we're in Golos, what's missing is the panemius, is the concept of being part of the cloud, of being part of the collective. Hamisa, so he says, just like death, so remember again, he's saying Golos is compared to death. Why is Golos compared to death? Because just like death, what happens in death? Something that is whole is broken apart. Right now, two distinct pieces. There's a body, there's a soul. So in Golos, that same dynamic happened. When Klal Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael, there's the ability for the Panemius and the Chitzonius to be together. When there's Golos, the, remember again, diaspora means the Klal is broken apart. When the Klal is broken apart, you can have Chitzonius, but Panemius is missing. Hamisi goes on. levado. They both say, what's Golos? And you see this, by the way. What's Golos? They both say, this was interesting. Golos doesn't have to mean a lack of spirituality, right? And Golos doesn't have to mean a lack of relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But what Golos represents ultimately is a partial identity. I could become an incredible individual, right? I could work on my chitzonius. But in Golos, there is the inability to actualize the panemius, the full measure of collective identity. He says, Because in Galus, the Jewish nation is no longer one cohesive body. Rather, what are we? We are disjointed, disjointed. I want to tell you, as I was preparing this today, I was thinking about this, that how timely it is. So, you know, when you look at what's happening in Eretz Yisrael now, Right? So if you're following the news at all, there is the potential for a major Supreme Court case that is going to potentially unfold in Sunday in Israel because there's a Yadla Olim, an organization for Olim run by uh, Dov Lipman, and they're threatening to bring a suit to the high court if Israel does not relax the standards for diaspora Jewry getting in. There's, there's this... Te- never, we've never seen a time like this, right? Since... since, since Independence in 1948, right? There's never been a situation like this where some segment of Klal Yisrael can't get into Eretz Yisrael. This, 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 this never happened. This never happened. And by the way, it, it's, it's actually, it, it's, it's incredible. They have 4,500 applications of Jews to f- go from Israel to America, right? There's like 14 people staffing this department. To pl- it, it, there is a fun, and by the way, you begin to see something amazing. I mentioned, I think I mentioned this last night to some of the Chavar Tassim. There was an exchange of articles. Rabbi Dr. Warren Goldstein, who's the chief rabbi of South Africa, wrote a very scathing uh, article in the Jerusalem Post um, about, about how it's a moral failure of Israel, of the state of Israel, to keep diaspora Jews out. Israel is the home for every Jew. And there are some other people that wrote back to the chief rabbi who said, no, Israel's responsibility is to its citizens. Israel's responsibility is not to diaspora Jewry. I happen to know the person who wrote that. that no, no, no. This is the borders being closed now because of, because, right. So, so, and, and I happen to when this person wrote this, that Israel is only responsible to its citizens. It's so uninformed. It's so uninformed. And you know what that is? 
That's a result of 2,000 years of Golos. That's how you begin to think as a Golos Jew that the obligation of the state of Israel, Israel is only to the Jews. So that's not true. That's not, that's simply not, but, but this is what the Chaban is describing. This is what Golos is, right? Golos is, the body is not intact. The limbs have been torn from the whole and they're everywhere. Now do individual, now again, so can you have, in Golos, can you have Chitzonius? Can you ultimately have, right, right, individual identity? Absolutely. But Golos, like death, just like death, there's a breaking apart of the pieces. In Golos, there's a breaking apart of the whole Zorabas. We have to stop over here for tonight. But we'll pick up Emir Sashem with the Sot HaGolos. We'll pick up Emir Sashem with this piece next week. And it's heavy stuff. And we'll begin Emir Sashem to piece this together as well. Shkaya Chabra. My Riva in the base of my bush.